0: I swear. <laughs> what are you doing here? Samantha had a nightmare and she crawled into bed with me and then she took all the covers and I didn't want to wake her up and so I took her bed. Well, Jonathan told me Samantha had a nightmare so I came in here to comfort her. Well, she's in my bed. Well, I didn't know that. I mean, I came in here and it was just a lump underneath the covers. Don't you think that my lump is different than hers? <laughs> I'm going to pass on that one. Hello. Hey. Welcome back to hey. who's the boss podcast that might have been my best performance yet Uh, yeah Yeah.
1: maybe you should save that
0: okay maybe i'll use that as a clip for the notes that i'm not feeling it i'm tori
1: and i'm kevin
0: and we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of who's the boss
1: and we are 17 in we
0: are we are making some good time here we're almost done with season one So today's episode is Season 1, Episode 17, called Eye on Angela. This first aired on February 19th, 1985, and the TV Guide summary says, A TV reporter, trying to spice up her story on a career woman, catches Angela and Tony in a compromising situation. Oh, boy. Yes. I mean, that's the product of good 80s TV right there. Yes. The writer for this episode was Ellen Gylas. And we'll just get started. So, quick side note, if you hear screaming and splashing, it's 10-something on a Friday night in the middle of a global pandemic and our neighbors are having a party. So that's what that sounds like. 43 is. actually. Yeah. <laughs> party. well,
1: yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's considered a party. Yeah.
0: So when this episode opens, uh, the family is hanging out. Angela's not home yet. Mona's making herself comfortable over by the fireplace in one of those upholstered chairs.
1: Yes. With she, their feet up on top of the chair. Like no respect for the furniture.
0: <laughs> At least the shoes weren't actually touching the furniture. That's true. Jonathan's making a little like oh what would you call that? Um,
1: I don't know it's where like they, really, they glue the pa- the yeah, it's like tissue paper of, to
0: Oh was it tissue paper or was uh, it like dough? Uh, I
1: thought it was tissue paper.
0: So um, I can't remember what they call that kind of art, but um, yes. Trash (laughs) is when our kids bring that one. It goes right in the trash can. He's making, i take a picture of it first. He was making Italy on a little piece of plywood. And so I would like to think that maybe that was a little Tony influence that he decided to make Italy for his class project. Yes. And Tony... What? Yeah no sorry go ahead no you were no going to
1: say what I was gonna say probably
0: well Tony's just adding some seasoning to it right <laughs> <laughs> to make it smell like Italy some oregano oregano that's pretty funny. and garlic
1: right garlic.
0: so Angela comes home and it's cute that she walks in and says hi extended family yes which is very sweet and she's all excited because she has she's going to be on television on Ion Hartford.
1: Yes, the Ion Hartford.
0: Now, the main thing I noticed when Angela, which
1: must be a huge show.
0: Yeah, like what would what could we compare Ion Hartford to now? Like when we lived in Orlando, I think Ion Hartford would have been Good Day Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> which we I guess we done. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess it would be kind of like being on KTLA. Yeah, which is here, a local station, local news station Big, that's really
1: number one. Yeah, very local popular, station.
0: Also, where my husband works. Oh yeah, um, that too. So the thing i noticed about angela when she comes in the door is that she's wearing that very large fur coat and we can only assume that it's actual fur for the year oh, that it, it is. it has to be yeah has to be like i don't remember exactly when it became completely taboo to wear fur but we're not there yet in 85 i'm pretty sure so she takes it off and just throws it on the bench everybody likes to throw coats on that bench yes and so she comes in saying how she's going to be on Ion hartford and everyone's yeah. pretty excited. Tony loves that show. He watches it on his kitchen TV. I know. It's just funny. It's so Tony, though. I know it is. Um, and Jonathan wants to show her his boot. And he's like, oh, look, mom, look what I made. And she's in the middle of saying how this woman's going to do an article on how she's a career woman who still has time for family. And she's like, not right. now, Jonathan. But Mommy's she he blows
1: off his boot <laughs> on, on plywood. <laughs>
0: And Mona calls her out on it, so she realizes she's being kind of selfish and listens to him, and then also notices that it smells like garlic and oregano. Thank you, Tony. Yes. So everyone's pretty excited that Bobby Barnes, who is the host of Ion Hartford, will be coming to the house to do a story on Angela. Mona has to, of course, cut Angela down when she's like, she does interviews with fascinating and witty people.
1: Right, of, of always.
0: <laughs> and Mona's like, oh, is she not doing that anymore?
1: Yeah, I have that in my notes here. That's funny.
0: <laughs> and Angela's like, if you don't cut that out, you're not going to be allowed to be here tomorrow morning. Oh, no, I'm sorry, later this evening when she comes to the house to prepare for the video shoot tomorrow. Yes. So... Everyone uh, and Tony's then like, oh, she's coming tonight. Like, I wish you would have told me. And he's not at all worried about the house, but he wishes he could have gotten a haircut first. <laughs> and I noticed that Tony's just walking around during this time with a dust, a feather duster. Like he's just.
1: Oh, always... I don't think I noticed that.
0: Yeah, Tony. He never stops. It's probably what six thirty. Relax, Tony. Sit down like Mono with your feet up on the upholstered chair.
1: And I like that Tony watches. The show, Ion harford hmm. in the kitchen while he's cooking his muffins. Yes. He can he times time, right? he can times time his muffins by the show.
0: Because <laughs> their segments are twelve minutes.
1: Twelve yeah, right, <laughs> that's what it is. The segments are twelve minutes.
0: So everyone goes and gets hey, their evening best on, um, so that they will be nice and prepared for when Bobby Barnes shows up. So the doorbell rings and it's Betty White. Yeah. So at this point it's we're on an episode that aired in February of 1985. So The Golden Girls has not aired yet. The Golden Girls oh, Okay, Ge- I was Girls wondering about premiere, that. I didn't look it up. Yeah, it was September 14th, 1985. But Betty White was already super famous. Like I think our generation probably best knows her from Golden Girls, but at that point she had already starred on a television show called Life with Elizabeth in the 50s. Okay. Date with the Angels, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yeah, I remember
1: the Mary Tyler Moore Show.
0: Yeah, she was on. She had a show called the Betty White Show, Mm -hmm. and she had been a series regular for at least a portion of the time on the Love Boat.
1: Oh, okay, because the 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 crowd goes crazy when she enters the scene.
0: So at this point, Betty White is sixty three on this episode. Wow. Of who's the boss? Yes, and she's already quite famous, and today she's still quite beloved. At what did we did we find out how old? She's, 98? she's 98. I 98. Mean, yeah. 98. So she is 98. I love Betty White. I know. So we need to keep her safe in 2020. Now, I love Betty White. Bobby, not so much. She's kind of annoying. No, oh, so, Bobby
1: Barnes, <laughs> yeah.
0: not so much. She's pretty self absorbed. She doesn't remember Angela from the five hours she spent with her earlier that day with Angela at work. Mm-hmm. She asks stuff like if her house is paid off. She asks if well, Tony. Well, when she first
1: enters, she says, "I'm looking for Angela Bauer," <laughs> right. and it was Angela who answered the door, and they already spent hours
0: together. Right. Yeah. She had no. So that shows
1: you that she doesn't care. No,
0: no, not at all. Paying attention to anything that doesn't involve her. hmm So she assumes that Tony is the, her husband, which has happened now several times on this show.
1: Yes, and she's very impressed by Tony. Yes.
0: Yeah, so who wouldn't be? And he explains that he is the housekeeper. And she makes the reference, and I'm Geraldo Rivera. Right. Which I didn't really get, but I, you were saying that just because like, he's, he was super famous. He was a super famous reporter at that point.
1: Well, yeah. Her- Geraldo was like, I mean, around this, I don't know if it was around this time, but he had, he had a show. Yeah, did I he already have a talk show? He, he had a talk, talk show. show. Oh, yeah, I think so. And then he did the, um, the um, oh
0: my god, Opening of the Tomb or something. The opening you? of the tomb. It I was uh, Al Capone's vault, right, oh, right.
1: <laughs> which there was nothing in it. Yeah, they yeah. did that whole live show. That's yeah, what I was yeah. trying to think of when you said "opening of the tomb."
0: <laughs> I, I vaguely remember that as like one of his big embarrassments.
1: You just sound like somebody's grandmother. <laughs> the opening of the tomb. Yeah, it was Sorry. Al Capone's vault, and there was absolutely nothing in it. Right. And it was a, like a
0: it was a live it was a live show, event, right? Yeah. For
1: hours. <laughs>
0: Um, anyway, sorry, Geraldo. I, I digress. But so that that's why she's making that reference. Just right. Because, like, but,
1: but he's popular at the time, but the, I think the reference comes from the fact that he says he's the housekeeper. Like, nothing's going on between him and Angela. Right. You know? Right. And right. then she's like, yeah, right. And I'm Geraldo right. like, Rivera. Tell me like, lie. she's comparing it to gotcha. a media celebrity. I don't know. I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think she's just like comparing it to. Like, if if you're not really sleeping with her, I'm Geraldo there. Right. Yeah. So Angela goes on to introduce the rest of the family. She introduces Jonathan. Mm, Who Um, says,
1: Grandma (laughs) says, this is just a local show.
0: (laughs) Immediately, Jonathan's not on Bobby's good side. No.
1: uh, And and then throws Mona. Right. Who doesn't care. No.
0: So when Angela introduces Mona as her mother, Bobby says, well, I guess we all have to be something. Yeah. So they're already, like, not getting along. And then Angela introduces Samantha as Tony's daughter. And Bobby asks Samantha if she's excited that it's a special occasion she gets to be in the living room. <laughs> like, right. normally what they just, it? Samantha has to eat in the kitchen. Right,
1: like it's uh, uh, Downton Abbey. Right, like they upstairs, have to downstairs. Eat. Yes. Yeah, they have to eat in the kitchen. It's, well,
0: yeah, it's back to... The help. In Paint Your Wagon, where Tony was being the butler. That's right. And would only set the table for Jonathan and Angela. Yeah. So Tony's goes on to tell he's trying to get Bobby away from Samantha, I think. And it's just saying, like, oh, you know, I love your show. And um, Bobby's very interested. She's more interested in Tony than anything else. So she's kind of coming on to him. Angela tries to get rid of the kids by telling them to go upstairs and watch some TV, and Jonathan's like, "Oh, great! We're gonna go watch Nightmare Theater," which Angela's now embarrassed in front of Bobby to say that her kids will be watching that. So she's like, "Oh no, no, not that!" And so they go running upstairs. Samantha's like, "We'll just go play Scrabble." Now Bobby assumes that.
1: Wait a minute, though. Wait, we we passed the point where uh, Tony tells her he watches the show in the kitchen.
0: Oh, well, yeah, he tells her he watches it while his dough rises. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I I passed that. No, that's
1: actually. a good one because it's like there's that sexual innuendo. Oh where yes. He says, "I pass time while my dough is rising," <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, oh that, yeah, that was kind of funny." I know.
0: She's seeing it sexual innuendo and in everything. Right. And
1: Tony. the interview becomes more about Tony like, a little oh, bit.
0: He's basically like a popsicle, and he says he says something to her about, "Hey, around here I keep house, I don't play it." Right. And she's like, "What a waste." Yes. Now. As she leaves, Bobby's like, tomorrow, can you spice it up a little more, Eleanor? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and obviously, she's like, my name's Angela, but Bobby doesn't care. No,
1: no. So, yeah. Didn't even know who she was when she walked by the door, you know. so.
0: So Bobby leaves, and Eleanor and the rest of the family start sit down and watch Valley Ghouls, just like they had planned the entire time. Now, again... Samantha's
1: wearing the nightgown. What's happening over The cat's tearing into a notebook or something. Oh. Hope it's not
0: one of my notebooks on the show. <laughs> Samantha's wearing the nightgown from Samantha Grows Up Again. So they're definitely holding on to this nightgown. Or it's like a robe, I guess, because she's wearing it over her pajamas. Now this movie seems like a very B-rated... Like I don't even know what channel this would have been on in the 80s. To compare it to something, but it just seems like a B movie type horror movie Yeah. that must have still been okay for kids to watch because the whole family's watching it, but scary enough to really shake up Tony. He's pretty he's pretty frightened.
1: He's scared.
0: And I noticed that there's like voiceover of the lines of the movie, and I'm wondering if that has to be like cast, I mean crew or somebody from the show doing those lines. And I noticed also that someone's name in the movie is Prudence because then Angela's like, no, no, Prudence, don't go through the Galleria because Prudence Fraser is an executive story editor on the show. Mm. So they probably, I mean, Prudence is not a very common name. So I was thinking they're probably giving her a shout out. Now, Jonathan's like, this movie's dumb." Yeah, he leaves. Somebody He's just out. got their th- throat cut with a credit card. I'm going to bed. So he leaves. And the rest of them all still stay and finish watching the movie. At the end of the movie, Tony's worried that it was too scary for Samantha, but she's yeah. she's like, I'm fine. Tony's making little scared shivers though on the you know, couch. like
1: everybody I stands up and he's sitting on the couch shivering <laughs>
0: all
1: the I mean, way. pretty he's, terrified yeah, in this movie.
0: Very scared. Um so Mona says that she would like to spend the night because it's a long walk home. Which we know, since Mona's moved into the guest house, that it's really just across the driveway. Yes. And Angela says that. It's just across the driveway, but she points out the front door.
1: (laughs) I know, which I thought was odd, too. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I
0: mean, I'm terrible with direction, but even I know that Mona lives across the driveway, which is... Out, back. Back the kitchen. but behind the kitchen, right. So, now you have to pay attention to this, because... They orchestrated it very well. Any other combination, and then this probably wouldn't have worked out. So Tony says, "If she wants to stay, let her stay," and she agrees to take. The, she says she'll take the couch, and Tony says, "No, there's a double bed in my room." To which, right, and
1: then she's like, yeah, "Yeah."
0: Yeah, to which Mona gets some Bobby Barnes excitement about joking around, and he's like, "No, no. What I mean is, I'll go grab Jonathan, and I'll bring him in bed with me." And then Mona can have Jonathan's room. So if Tony had just offered her his room, then Samantha would have just gotten into bed with Mona and this wouldn't have worked. So I thought the way they made this work was pretty, pretty clever. So he takes Jonathan into his in, bed. Right. Mona goes to sleep in Jonathan's room. Right. Now in the middle of the night, it's now like 2 o'clock in the morning. Samantha wakes up and right. she's had a bad dream. So she gets up.
1: Right, she's like talking in her sleep. Don't go <laughs> yeah. to the gallery. <laughs>
0: uh, Everybody everything was with the galleria I and know, that something credit card. In that galleria. Yeah. And I was looking around the room a little bit as much as I could. There's like a picture of Raggedy Ann on the yeah. wall. And then like some blue, like fabric balloons. But I almost wonder if those are leftovers from one that was Angela's sewing room. I don't know, because and
1: then I'm telling you, there's some questionable poster that I'm is some kind of '80s rock band.
0: You weren't able to see if it was a Kiss n- no, poster. No, but I'm
1: pretty. I, I feel like it's Kiss. Yeah, but like so that's Kiss without semantic. makeup, which is bizarre. Like <laughs> that would. Well, make maybe maybe they, maybe they do have makeup. I don't know. Anyway, it looks like Kiss, but the bizarre thing is, is it sideways?
0: Yes, because it's like stuck on the closet door. So maybe yeah. that was the way they could get out to fit.
1: I don't know, yeah. I, don't I, also, know. I feel like it's a rock band, though. Anyway, I'll
0: let that go. I also noticed, not in this scene, but later, that she has one of those stand-up phones, and it's Snoopy holding a phone. And oh. I'm pretty sure I had a Mickey Mouse one when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember the Snoopy one, though. In the 80s. Okay, so she wakes so up. She, yeah, she's she, had a bad dream. She tiptoes across the hall to go into her dad's room, into Tony's room. But when she gets in there... Jonathan's already in bed with her. Of course. Him. And Tony's That's just laying there snoring away. That. Yeah, yeah. And so Samantha decides to go into Angela's room. And I thought that was cute that she feels close enough to Angela to go into her room in the middle of the night and ask to sleep with her. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that is.
0: And at first, Angela won't wake up. <laughs> She's like, yo, Angela. So Angela's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, get in. So she scoots over and lets Sammy.
1: <laughs> yeah, then she pops up out of bed.
0: Yeah. So now we cut to, of however long, how long it's been after, and Angela's freezing. She has no covers because Samantha has taken all the covers. Right.
1: Yes. <laughs> Samantha's wrapped up like a burrito <laughs> yeah. with the comforter. Yeah.
0: And she's and freezing in her little thin uh, nightgown. Yeah,
1: she tries, but she can't get the blanket off of her for some reason.
0: Now, I also love that up to this point, every time we've seen Angela in bed or ready and for bed. And somehow
1: Samantha has both pillows.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that
1: happened either.
0: She took everything Yeah, sorry. From
1: her. I failed to mention that. She has both pillows. I know. So angela's sleeping on just a mattress right
0: just a mattress and nothing now (laughs) to this point every time we've seen angela dress for bed it's always in like a nightgown that looks like it's head to toe yeah and like but tonight even though it's freezing she's wearing like a pretty form-fitting thin nightgown so she's like okay i'm just gonna go sleep in her room she gets up goes into Samantha's room, which is empty, gets into bed, goes to sleep. Now, cut back to Jonathan, who is completely annoyed because Tony keeps snoring. Right, he's
1: awake, he's laying there.
0: (laughs) And Tony's also mumbling about credit cards in his sleep. (laughs) So he decides to get rid of Tony by waking him up and telling him that Samantha had a nightmare and that she wanted him to sleep with her. So Tony gets up, and he makes a big show about being very, he's half asleep. He's stumbling. Yeah. He, he hits himself in the face of the Clearly not door. awake. Right. He doesn't know what's going on. So he goes into Samantha's room. It's dark. He sees that something, someone is sleeping in the bed, but he just gets in on the other side. And, yes. And is snoring in about three seconds. Assumes, right. that, it's assumes that it's Samantha. Right. Because why wouldn't it be? Now, Tony's alarm clock goes off the next morning at 6.45. I'm assuming it's, it's a work day, because um, I guess Bobby was going to show like, how they all get ready for their day. So the alarm goes off at 6.45 in Tony's room, but Jonathan is the one to hear it.
1: Yes. I'm glad you pointed that out, because I forgot. Yeah, me and too. And I thought, why is, why is Jonathan's alarm set for 6.45? Right. But you pointed out right before we started this that yeah, the fact he is that it's in Tony's, Tony's room. And Tony was going to get everybody up and going for the show.
0: Right. So he pops up out of bed, goes downstairs right as the doorbell rings. See now this is why you always tell your kids not to answer the door. Well,
1: this was the eighties.
0: <laughs> right. Now Jonathan answers the door and it's Bobby Barnes with a full camera crew.
1: That's six forty five. But maybe Very maybe rewarding. Ion Hartford starts at seven
0: see no, Although, no 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 because
1: is, it's, it's a taped right right it's yeah. a tape so segment. they that's are right. there
0: just to tape it and then it'll air later in the day that's correct but yes. they wanted to see how this career woman starts her day
1: mm-hmm.
0: now i have a few before we get into this anymore i just want to say that i think regardless of how this interview would have went it wouldn't have gone well for angela because i feel like in 1985 to mm-hmm. do a story on a woman who can have a career and have a family would probably still have gotten her backlash no matter what. Like I think she still would have looked been looked down upon the fact that she's not home for her family as much right. as
1: should be the housewife.
0: Right. And then also it's kind of like, Oh, well, you know, women, you can have it all. You can have a career and a family and stuff, but not everyone also has a Tony Maselli at home. Like, She's able to do this because she has someone at home that is filling the role that she needs. Mm. You know, without yeah. having without having she's a single mom, so without having a partner where you can split the work, you know, she ha- she's lucky that she has Tony. But anyway, I just thought that no matter how this interview was going to go, it probably wouldn't have been great for Angela regardless. So, they are going to show how she starts her day and i noticed too okay so none of the people who are in the camera crew are listed on imdb <laughs> or in the credits of the show so possibly they're crew members that yeah, just like we're standing in and again we have another woman of color who is not allowed to speak <laughs> there's a young black woman with the two men she doesn't say a word the only one who really does speak is the guy holding the camera when Bobby's like, okay, well, let's go upstairs, see how Angela starts her day. And she's like, does she brush her teeth before breakfast or something like that? And the guy's like, oh, I can't wait to find out.
1: Right, yeah. You could tell clear clear sarcasm.
0: Right. He's not. He doesn't want to be there at all. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, in Samantha's bedroom, Tony has a, a, like a hand on his face. Right. And that he's kind of caressing, thinking that it's Samantha. And Angela looks, kind of opens her eyes a little bit and says, Morning, Tony. Right.
1: And she likes the, of <laughs> course, wacky 80s right. sitcom
0: and style. Then, she doesn't recognize that yeah. she's in bed with Tony right away. Right. So then they cut to commercial break right as they realize they're in bed.
1: Yeah. And they were both are surprised.
0: Right. So then they, when they come back, They're like, what are you doing here? How did you get here?
1: Right. And the the funny thing is, Tony, or when she realizes she's in bed with Tony, she grabs the comforter and covers herself. But, like, hadn't Tony already seen, maybe he hasn't seen the nightgown.
0: No, no. Okay. She probably would have had a robe on. Well, she was. But immediately,
1: she takes the comforter and covers herself, which then he pulls her violently towards him. (laughs)
0: I was looking at that to see if Judith Light is jumping or if he really yanked her, but it's a pretty well choreographed little stunt there because she goes face first into his side of the bed.
1: So, and and the funny thing about this scene is they start to exit out of the room and Tony mentions he's going to make breakfast and then I'll make you the, the Belgian waffles, but Angela never wants breakfast. She's like, oh, I love those Belgian waffles, <laughs> right. or whatever the hell she says. Maybe and, on but, the
0: weekends. Oh, I know. maybe the
1: weekends are like more relaxed. But it's not a weekend, so it still
0: doesn't make any sense. But I think... That's
1: yeah, true, too. But then it'd be, oh, I love your Belgian waffles. Right. No, you don't. You always only want coffee, right? Isn't that what she... Yeah, juice and coffee. Juice and coffee. she has every
0: morning. Right. So, yeah, so they... At first she's pretty angry with him and then she realizes that it was an innocent mistake and like he wasn't really climbing into bed with her which oh, right. like why we would We should
1: have he? covered all that before the Belgian waffles.
0: But the funny thing about the I think the whole Belgian waffles line is there just so that as she's opening the door she can say I love when you put whipped cream on, on
1: it. Right. right. <laughs>
0: which,
1: which of course who's standing in the hallway? Right.
0: Is Bobby, Bob- Barnes, Bobby Barnes the camera crew. Yes. So she's pretty Bobby Barnes is pretty shocked and excited because much like she asked, Eleanor has spiced things yeah. up. Yep. And now I don't maybe on a smaller television that nightgown that Judith Light is wearing wasn't quite as revealing. But, but
1: it is on this one. <laughs> it really
0: is. Yeah, you she's can see owning the that. Outline nightgown. Of everything. I know. She looks fantastic. So but I was like, wow, I just think that was a pretty br- risky move on this show, but... So you're
1: thinking in the smaller, like, tube television. Yeah, you probably
0: couldn't to... see the outline of every part hmm. of her chest.
1: Well, the fact that it might have been cold on the set.
0: <laughs> exactly. So they're like, oh, no. And they're like, well, we'll be right back. So they both run back into the room. And Which where, makes it more suspicious. Right, where they contemplate jumping out the second-story window. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's
1: a better option (laughs) to get
0: away, and um, but they're like, okay, you know, we're just gonna go back out there and face it. So, in and I love too that if you look at not the camera guy, but the other guy who's part of the camera crew and possibly a, a crew member is just acting his little heart out when he sees that the two of them have come out together. Yeah, he looks very shocked. Yes, now Mona comes out to hear that they have just all the ruckus happening yeah, in the hallway they've just encountered tony and angela coming out of the bedroom are you all right yeah sorry and um she's actually pretty excited about the turn of events as well and i noticed that mona's wearing a nightgown so either she had clothes at the house when she decided just to stay over for the night or maybe she, she went back to the house where she didn't want to go right, to got, got the nightgown stuff, and right. Right. back in or she's borrowing. the main house mm-hmm. Angela's and should have should have swapped with her so that Angela is <laughs> yeah. wearing a robe. Now I love when Tony and Angela come back out of the room that mm-hmm. Angela is wearing one of Samantha's shirts. Right, and Tony <laughs> still has no shirt. No, but I mean, nothing in Samantha's room is going to fit him. So what is no. he going to do? I
1: know, but it's just funny.
0: Right, but it's hilarious. It's like nothing,
1: you, there's nothing to see here.
0: She's got like little three-quarter sleeves and it's like a half shirt just to at least cover her dress up. So. Um, Bobby's trying to get some drama out of this and Angela just will not have it. She explains that nothing happened and that they're just trying to make something more out of the situation and she just would like to end end the interview. Now all of that is caught on tape. So they leave and later that day Angela is worried. She's been on the phone with her lawyer. She's not really sure what's going to happen if they air this interview but she's Worried that it's going to cause a scandal and then ruin her career.
1: Right. Yes.
0: And I wonder if it would have. Like, so in the 80s, if some businesswoman who was kind of well known was found to be having an affair with her housekeeper, like, I I mean, that probably could have caused, like, scandal for Wallace McQuaid, and then maybe they wouldn't have wanted to have her and would have like, I fired I guess her so, or yeah. And I feel like now, I mean now, I don't know, everyone has a scandal, it seems like. And it's, I think it's easier to bounce back from some people who probably shouldn't bounce back. But I think it's probably still more difficult for women to bounce back yeah, than a man. Yeah, that's for sure. So I think if it would have been a man in that position, they probably would have blown over, but... Who knows what it really would have done to her career.
1: Well, yes. And it's a wacky sitcom. and Right. There's no way that the youngest child in the house would have been able to open the door and let them in and they would have <laughs> immediately gone upstairs. <laughs> right. Let's see what's going on upstairs.
0: <laughs> right. You know, know what I mean?
1: Like yeah. they would have waited downstairs and did lighting or whatever.
0: Right, right.
1: We're going right upstairs and waiting outside bedroom doors.
0: I love when Angela's like, Everyone's going to think I'm sleeping with my housekeeper. And Tony's like, you could do worse. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's good. And then Mona says, and she has. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Of course, Mona's going to get the digging. I know. Every time. So Tony tries to talk to Bobby about it. He invites her over, and she's not budging. She's like, if you're going to try to come on to me, it's not going to work. And he's like, I'm not. And she's like, well, maybe it would work. But... She's just kind of a pain in the ass all around and doesn't really care about Angela's career or, like, what this could mean for it. She just wants to do the story. Now, when Mona comes in while Bobby and Tony are talking, did you see... Did you notice that she says, if it isn't Brenda Starr? Yes. Did you know what that was a reference to? I do. Because, oh, okay. Well, I looked I it did. up. Oh, so did I.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, okay. No, I looked it up. I thought that maybe you... um
0: this dog this is the third time he's done this. Okay, we're just gonna pause for a minute. Okay, we're back.
1: So, Brenda Starr was a—it was a comic book character. Yeah. Who was a reporter, and the, it was the the part of the comics where, where it was called Brenda Starr, reporter. And according to Wikipedia, it just says Brenda Starr, reporter, often referred to as sim- just simply Brenda Starr, is a comic strip. About a glamorous, adventurous reporter. It was created in 1940 by Dale Messick for the Chicago Tribune Syndicate. Yeah. So, basically, she's. I guess maybe then, people still knew who Brenda Starr was.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently, the comic strip ran until 2011.
1: Yeah, it did. That's but, what I saw, and then it ended yeah, in 2011. But it must
0: not have been very popular anymore. I mean, because, I think it
1: was taken on from different. Yeah. Yeah. Writers and right. stuff, but. Um, but I mean, maybe then it was more popular. Yes, because I'm Just sure. to refer to Bob, um, Bobby as Brenda Starr. Right. So, what I mean I guess, it was I mean, probably popular then?
0: Even Just comic strips were more, because it seems like it, it was a newspaper one. That's true, too. Comic
1: book, or comic strips yeah. in newspapers were way more popular
0: then. Yes. I mean, we don't even get popular the paper then. anymore. No. I haven't uh, gotten the paper I've, in like 15 no. years. <laughs> no. But as a kid, I remember reading the comics okay. every Sunday. Oh, that was super exciting. Me too, me I don't too. particularly remember that comic strip, but I remember a lot of the other ones.
1: No, that looks like one I would have skipped. Yeah.
0: So it's just like that's just something that kids are not gonna all at all get today, which is interesting. You know what else was fun with the comic strips too was getting the silly putty. And then
1: make and sticking it to the yes. silly putty. Yeah. I
0: wonder if there are our cause our kids do like silly putties still. Maybe we should find some comic I know, but they strips. They also like do their that. phones. <laughs> so
1: it would okay. last about eight minutes. Right.
0: Mona comes into the house, and she looks for an opportunity to get Tony out of there so that she can talk to Bobby. And she gets him to leave by telling him he needs to go fix her window or something. So she went down to the television station to talk to the but what is, manager. But wait a then
1: he says something about be, it's better it's better than mud wrestling.
0: Right, yes. So he does bring up okay, mud so wrestling again. Okay, that's and where you gap. were going with it. Okay. Well, no, no, I had skipped over that. Oh, You're okay. right, I forgot that part. But... Yeah, he's basically expecting them to have some sort of cat fight. That's going to be better than mud wrestling. Okay. Um, So she went down to the television station, talked to the general manager. Of course, she did. Right, like she just walked into the television station. I need to talk to the general (laughs) General manager. (laughs) Had no problem getting in there, and she recognized him. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's a good thing she recognized him because otherwise she would have had nothing here. But she had seen Bobby and him having an affair at some, like, resort in Vermont at some point. Right. So, and it it was all about, it all happened about a month before Bobby got her own show. So she basically uses this information to get Bobby to not air the piece on Blackmail. Right. So now seeing all of this from 2020 there's a lot wrong here. Like, (laughs) first, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of a tired storyline of like women pitting themselves against other women to like break them down. And then Mona kind of finding out this information on Bobby and now we don't know what the situation was with the general manager and Bobby.
1: Right. Maybe they were just...
0: She may have gotten me too'd here and it's like, Did she proposition him for the show, or did he proposition her, like, to get the show? And it's a storyline, I feel like, that was used in very black and white in this time period, where Mm -hmm. now it's way more of a gray area.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, again, it's just pitting women against other women, which is kind of tired. But, so, Bobby kind of retreats and leaves, now, that night, they're all getting ready to watch. Angela's super nervous because she's pretty sure that. Oh, so
1: Ion Hartford is on at night?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Oh,
1: I guess I missed that. I well, just why, assumed okay, it was a right. morning show. So,
0: why is Tony making muffins at night then? Maybe I, he makes them for the next for morning. For the next morning?
1: That's good. More importantly, yes. yes. Why is. And that, well, well, yeah. And then because he watches it while the dough rises. <laughs> So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he's uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, it's all. Who right. knows.
0: Uh, yeah, we don't know what Tony does at night. Now, but he's Angela's, watching on the
1: kitchen TV. Yeah, that's why it I made me think f- it was morning, right? Not, yeah, me too. Because at night, everybody Originally, watches TV in the was living morning, room,
0: but you're right, it doesn't make sense
1: anyway. That's neither here there. But it's another. obviously
0: evening ish, I think.
1: <laughs> yes, I guess.
0: but more importantly, Angela is back in her casual wear of a sweatsuit with a popped collar.
1: So it must be nighttime.
0: I'm guessing, yeah. Okay. I think so. We'll never know. Yeah. And Mona's being Mona, like, okay, let's watch your life implode and and laugh about it. Ha, ha, ha. Right. And then Tony,
1: it's almost time for Eye (laughs) on
0: So the show starts and Bobby introduces the segment as, Tonight we'll be taking a look at the bizarre sexual habits of a Connecticut native, the praying mantis. Yeah. So Mona did in fact save the day. And the story was not aired. But Bobby gave a little shout out to Angela as one of the other little kinky creatures. Yes. <laughs> you know who you are.
1: But I just, I love when Angela realizes it's not, the show's not about her. <laughs> she says, where's my disgusting life? <laughs> and it was a great line. <laughs> it was like her disgusting life that didn't exist. Right, but... right. Where's my disgusting life?
0: <laughs> she was almost a little disappointed. <laughs> I know, right? it's so
1: funny. <laughs> that line made me laugh. She's like, what happened? Where's my disgusting life? Anyway.
0: So Mona saved the day, right. and the story didn't air. But Angela's not ready to let go about what happened last night. So she's asked Tony again that he... Oh, yeah. He, yeah this part's cute. He didn't see anything. He says he didn't see anything. It was late. Mm-hmm. All he saw was a lump. He got in and she's like well how how do you know you didn't move and he's like well how do you know you didn't move and then she's like well did you
1: i mean the thing is though they both went to bed sober it wasn't like they were drunk right like, how right. would anybody have made a move and not remembered right
0: <laughs> true you'd remember <laughs> right.
1: unless you're like low fully loaded
0: yes and like Everybody woke up fully clothed. Right. On I mean, the same on. sides of the bed that they got in.
1: And thought they were in bed with a child.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> yes. Each one of them. No,
0: no. He, She thought she was alone, but he definitely thought he was in bed with a child.
1: Oh, when she went in there, that's true. Right. She, didn't she went think, in there to get right. away from Samantha. I'm confused. That whole yeah. thing. You're know, right. It was see? very well orchestrated. <laughs> they confused I thought you. that she thought she was going to bed with Samantha, but obviously right. she left Samantha. Right,
0: right. Um, so then... They ask each other if they remember dreaming anything, and Angela's like, "No," oh, yeah, I don't know. and Tony says he doesn't dream, and then they both kind of have these little smiles of realization on their face. So I don't know if that means that they really did dream something, but right. we'll never know. they look at each other yeah, or whatever and laugh. But it's probably the most flirty scene we've gotten up to this point, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's safe to say.
0: Or the most in-depth one, I would say. And then there's this dramatic fade.
1: Oh, apparently Martin Scorsese directed <laughs> this one. Because it's the two of them, and then it zooms and does a rack focus into the fireplace. If you haven't seen the episode, they're both yeah. sitting on the couch, and it zooms in between them. And it goes in the fire. It's actually quite yeah. amazing. If
0: you haven't seen the episode, what are you doing here?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's Thank true. you That's for making it
0: through all 39 minutes and not even seeing the episode. True. <laughs> all right. So we're done with that one. Yeah. Um. What do you want to do first? Rating or who's the boss?
1: Um, rating's fine. It's great.
0: Okay. You want to go first?
1: Yeah. I will. Um, I, since Betty White was on, I thought it was a good episode. I'll go eight. Okay. Solid eight.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to go eight also. Um I loved this episode as a kid. Seeing this episode now is a little more problematic f- for me. Yeah, well. <laughs> but yeah, that's
1: true. I could see that.
0: The Betty White being on it is great. Yeah. Um and it had like, you know, some fun sexual tension with Tony and Angela. And then I just really think that that little orchestrating of the bedroom switch was pretty clever. So I like that also. Um, yeah,
1: that was it was done well. Yeah. So, I thought that part was done well.
0: Yeah, it's a good episode. Who's the boss around here? Me? Or my mother? <gasps> or maybe it's you! Who do you think the boss was?
1: I had to get my rating first.
0: Oh, okay, I'll go first. Um, Mona's the boss in this one. Okay. For sure. Um, she, you know, if she didn't go and investigate Bobby, then that piece probably would have run. Okay. So I think she kind of as as annoying as she is sometimes with Angela, she did she did save the day in this one.
1: Yeah, she did. I mean, it, it's tough. That's a tough one. But I'll, I'd have to agree with you, and that um, Mona is the boss. Yeah, for sure. Because okay. the other two were kind of lost.
0: <laughs> they were busy,
1: and the kids didn't have that much of a role. So
0: yeah, no, the kids just caused trouble. I know. Okay, so next time, we are going to cover season one, episode 18, called Double Date. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Double well, Date. Yeah, it's not that exciting. It's Samantha, yeah. and mm-hmm. Tony basically chaperones Samantha's first dance. Oh, okay. But Peter Billingsley is in this episode, which is really cute. Who was Ralphie story? Who was Ralphie, story? Yeah. Okay. All right. Do we have a song?
1: We do. Um... This is the Who's the Boss theme song, surprise, Uh, Brand New Life, and it's a piano cover, and it's by Joe Gillian.
0: If you like this podcast, please subscribe and tell all your friends, and give you a big pat on the back.